Welcome to Forza's first podcast of 2022. Greetings to all our listeners in 29 countries, from Britain to America to Australia to Holland, literally all over the world. But I have to start with an apology. Editor Aaron Jenkins is at the printers putting the new issue to bed. In his place, we have my daughter Annabel Frankel, who over the years was a producer of a British TV show and was also in charge of Motor Trans program for a number of years. Annabel, before we go on to the Bahrain Grand Prix, what is your take on the highly controversial finale to the 2021 season, having seen Drive to Survive? Well, certainly there were some hot personalities going around in that last episode. Um, personally, I, I sided with Lewis. I thought Max was uh, a bit hot-headed. I thought that the decisions came down on Red Bull's side. Um, but that was last season, and certainly this season, and the next season of Drive to Survive is already shaping up to be fantastic, given what we've just seen in Bahrain. Just to wrap up, 2021, I should add that the FIA, in a way, apologized for what they described as a human error, namely on the part of uh, Massey, uh, who is no longer in charge of races. He's been moved along down the line, down the road. But moving on to 2022, the most fascinating thing, especially for readers of Forza, and for Ferrari friends all over the world, was that during qualifying, Charles Leclerc managed to beat um, his rival Mark Max Verstappen uh, with Carlos Sainz coming in third, Paris fourth, and Lewis Hamilton only managing to start from fifth. So things look pretty promising for the Scuderia, and so it turned out to be. Annabelle? Was this a happy race or what? Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, fantastic to see um, the two red prancing horses co competing so well. Um, Charles Leclerc did an amazing drive. Uh, science obviously backed him up incredibly. And, um, well, I mean, look, it was a little bit boring for a little while there. And then suddenly we have safety car and pit stops and, uh, and all hell breaking loose. And what did you think? Well, I, I obviously loved it. Um, it was wonderful to see Charles. And I should say that Charles is one of those drivers whom everybody likes. You know, 20, 20 drivers, certain amount of aggro between them here and there, as we saw last year. But Charles is universally like, he's a gentleman, a very fine gentleman on the, on the track and off the track. Consequently, nobody seemed to have been upset about the fact that he won the race. Um, what was astonishing was that the very well-financed Red Bull team, who just picked up $400 million from Oracle, in spite of all that infusion of cash, they, they, they didn't finish. It sounds as though the battery, I mean, the various excuses, but the fact of the matter is, Verstappen did put up a good fight for quite a long while, but then he he dropped out, and uh, his teammate dropped out, and wily old Fox, Lewis Hamilton, came in third. And I must say, I haven't seen Lewis this happy for a very, very long time, partly because 
he said beforehand that they had very little chance of success. And afterwards, because of course, arch rival um, Verstappen was steaming uh, and letting off an awful lot of hot air, having dropped out, realizing that he's now considerably behind both Hamilton and of course, Charles Leclerc. Absolutely. Yeah, Team LH, I'm sure, is very happy. And, um, well, we don't know how long it will last, but I believe this is the first time that a Monegasque driver uh, has ever led the championship. Obviously, we're only one race in, but still, it's uh, an interesting fact. You're absolutely right. Never, ever happened before. I mean, Charles is, you know, he, he's a race winner. But of course, when he won at Monza, going back a number of years, that was with a what I might call a trick engine, whereas this engine actually is now 100% kosher. And not only is it kosher, but um, in addition to the team, in addition to the Ferrari team themselves, of course, they do sell these engines to other teams. And therefore, it's not terribly so, but it is actually very surprising that Kevin Magnussen, who's just been parachuted into the Haas team, should come in fifth in a Haas. Uh, and let's face it, until now, we've only ever seen the Haas team at the very back of the grid. So for him to come in fifth and having just been recruited 11 days ago, I think that's absolutely astonishing. Yes, fantastic. I mean, really an amazing drive and um, good to see them in the points. Uh also, obviously, it was fun that um, Hulkenback returned, uh, as he re sort of refers to himself as he keeps getting drafted into the teams uh, at the last minute. Um, slightly less impressive performance, but I guess if you get brought in at the 11th and a half hour, it's not really surprising. Well, exactly. And let's not forget that he's now a daddy and he's been walking down in Monaco, pushing the little baby instead of racing in a car. So... He also got parachuted in at the very last minute because four times world champion Fettel managed to get COVID and Nico was and is the replacement. I think it's miracle. All right, so he finished 17th, but he finished. And um, for all I know, he could still be racing in a week's time in Saudi Arabia, depending on Fettel's condition. The 7,000-plus members of the Ferrari Club of America, the world's largest Ferrari club, enjoy exciting track events, an internationally recognized Concorde d'Elegance, and a wide variety of year-round social activities. The members of our 16 active regions and 52 chapters throughout the US and Canada also receive our monthly news bulletin, plus Prancing Horse, our full-color quarterly magazine. Our tremendous program of membership benefits even includes discounts at authorized Ferrari dealerships and selected retailers. So join today. Visit us online now at ferrariclubofamerica.org. So looking a week ahead, what are your, uh, your predictions for our two favorite red cars? Well, I, 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 I don't think this was a fluke. I don't think it was a case of one swallow doesn't make a summer and all of that. Um, I genuinely believe that Ferrari are here to stay at or near the front. Obviously, 
Verstappen's car will be fixed, it will be cured. Lewis and George Russell, who came in fourth, by the way, will have had quite a lot of joy, quite a lot of pleasure out of the fact that the cars are reliable. They just need a little bit more speed and they'll be dicing, hopefully, for the next 22 races with Ferrari and uh, Red Bull. But let me also say that what gives me more pleasure than anything else is listening to these two beautiful anthems. I genuinely believe that the Italian national anthem and the Monagasque are the two nicest, most melodic uh, anthems in the world, and you can't have help but smile. And of course, watching all the mechanics going completely crazy, as only the Italians know how that really was the icing on the cake. Right. Well, let's hope that we hear... Uh both of those national anthems going forward. And certainly uh, one can only hope that uh, the Monegasque anthem will be played in Monaco at the end of May. Um, how special that would be. Oh, that would be absolutely, that would be absolutely unbelievable. Let us not forget that last year, Charles did qualify in pole position, but unfortunately also damaged his car. The car wasn't checked properly. Uh, and when it came to the race itself, he had to drop out before the race even started. Well, I'm sure they're not going to repeat that this this time round. And let me also just mention the astonishing failure of Aston Martin and McLaren. They both have Mercedes engines, and uh, Daniel Ricciardo finished 14th, and Lando Norris, a uh, huge new British favourite, 15th. With, um, I mean, it really is astonishing how how they've fallen, and how, how they've managed to go backwards. I am sure they also will do better. Lance Stroll in twelfth place, pretty modest. And let me just two other things I would like to mention. Mick Schumacher came in eleventh, which I think is super. But in front of him, for the first time ever, we have a Chinese driver. Gong Yu Zhu in an Alfa Romeo and on his very first outing he managed to get himself a championship point and I think that is absolutely tremendous and I salute him. And uh, any other honourable mentions for any of the other drivers from today's race? Well it was nice to see Esteban Ocon in seventh and my personal favourite tiny little Yuki Tsunoda who came in eighth um, I, th- I find him totally adorable. He's so small, you can barely see him, but he's a feisty driver. Um, I hope he'll, one of these days he'll get on the podium. And as far as the next race is concerned, it's only next Sunday and was going to be even more sensational that soon after that, uh, the teams will return to Australia where they haven't been for a while. And I promise you one thing, Melbourne will be absolutely chock-a-block with very frustrated Australian fans whose race was cancelled at the very last minute two years ago. This year, it's definitely going to happen. And, of course, they have their home-built favourite in uh, Danny Ricardo. So, roll on Saudi and even more roll on Australia. Fantastic. Well, it's shaping up to be a great season and uh, plenty more races to go. 
This podcast has been brought to you by My Yacht Group. Join us aboard our 52-meter trackside super yacht for the ultimate Monaco Grand Prix weekend, May 27 to 29, at the race every driver wants to win. Visit myyachtgroup.com for more information about what promises to be the race of the season.